0: This is Laura looking for love, and for the past few weeks, I've been sharing stories of faith and compassion, even towards those we may not always have compassion for, particularly prisoners. And while compassion requires us being able to identify the good parts of humanity that may be hidden in wrongful actions, it is also important to look at the flip side of good and discuss the existence of evil on the planet. I've talked about dichotomies in the past that were a world of opposites. Big does not exist without small. Happy does not exist without sad. And good does not exist without evil. And as we learn and grow throughout our lives, it's sometimes easy to get caught up in having a one-sided view attached to our spirituality. I hear people often wanting to see the good in everything, getting so blissed out and in woo woo land that they actually can attract malintentioned people. There are those who are also wanting to be one with the world, letting everything in without discernment, and that can be super overwhelming and damaging as well. So while I often like to offer inspiration to those who are marginalized, who are up against a wall, going through really hard times, because it is crucial to speak to the spirit during these times of transformation, I also understand that there are those on the planet who have completely given up, given up to the rage, the faithlessness, apathy, and when this happens and there is no more connection to spirit, pure evil can take over. And we see this more and more with young people, with increased school shootings by students, who are barely teenagers, and we have to learn to discern between those who are disconnected and gone and those who still have an opportunity for transformation. But what happens usually is that we get it wrong. We usually stereotype those who are still connected, but maybe in a package that doesn't fit the stereotype of quote-unquote good, and we usually trust those who fit the stereotype of good, but who are really pure evil. We also have compassion for the young. We sometimes hold on to the belief that they can change or that because they are young, they're harmless, even if they do horrible things. But usually when a child gets to the space of ultimate destruction, the killing of others, there will have been signs. Usually morbid things like torturing animals, killing puppies. These are signs that they are already gone. And when that happens we cannot have compassion for the person in the present moment. We may have compassion for their story and what trauma may have led them to disconnect and to give up, but who they are now is no longer the person they were born as. That may sound super sci-fi, but it's one of my deepest truths that I have seen happen often and have also witnessed firsthand. I have stared into the eyes of evil, and my biggest mistake at the time before I completely understood all of this, was to have compassion for that person in their present state because of their story. Because once a person disconnects from his spirit and embodies evil in the form of power, control, and harm to others, any compassion you may have for them will be used against you, used to manipulate, used to torture. And when I speak to people who are marginalized, like my friend who is in prison and his friends in prison, I know that there are those who are also there who are beyond help. I know there are those who are pure evil, sociopaths that should never see the light of day. However, those people will never read my podcast because it won't resonate at all with them. They are not looking for faith or hope. Their mind is focused on one thing, manipulation and torture of others. And the scary part of all of this is that no one is immune to the disconnect of spirit. The more we as humanity are connected to our light, the better our world will be as a whole. That is why I like to talk to people who no one talks to, the ones who I can see are still connected, because if we turn our backs on them, they can easily slip away. And imagine what a terrible world we would live in if the majority of us were sociopaths. The scary part is that most of the sociopaths who are really gifted in the art of torture are not even in prison the ones who are our neighbors, our co-workers, the volunteers, the quote-unquote good Samaritans, I have found that the most ruthless sociopaths are also the most charming, the most put together, because they know how to play the game. They know how to fly under the radar. They know how to harm without getting caught. We've seen it play out recently with all the actors in Hollywood who people have loved for years come out as rapists and sexual abusers. So what do we do when we're confronted with evil? Well, first we have to trust our red flags, and we have to go beyond the stereotypes that have been shoved in our faces for generations. The stereotype of the black man, the Latino man, or the thug, the gangster. While yes, some may be sociopaths, most are not. Most sociopaths are dressed in suits. So trust the little voice in your head, don't buy into the curated image, and look at where you are in lack, because where your insecurities are where your needs are that is the biggest weakness in the presence of a sociopath this is not to scare you because fear is never the answer but i do want to educate on both sides of the dichotomy so that we are aware so i encourage continued compassion i encourage you to honor your own intuition and red flags and i encourage you to practice looking for the spirit in people beyond the clothes beyond the skin Because even if we believe ourselves to be free of racism, sexism, classism, we are all raised in a culture of judgment. And our first thoughts of anyone usually come to us through our visual sight. Our visual perception triggers us into conclusions. So we must practice using our non-visual perception, which is our intuition. All of us have it. Most of us have pushed it aside. But to start to honor those little hits those little red flags, as well as those little moments of inspiration. Those are the clues that will lead us to the world outside of our comfort zone and into our highest potential. All right, so next week I will be back, and I did get a request from an anonymous person from prison via my friend who read the cell window episode. He shared that he often looked out of the cell window at sunset and wanted me to talk about the concept of sunset. So that's next week's topic. If any of you have requests for topics, please go to my website and email me. My website address is www.thebonsaibabes.com.